Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today, on today's episode, episode 146, we have a returning guest and good friend of mine, Mike Washburn. I, uh, Really excited, and this whole episode, we're going to kind of talk about Fortnite for All, and I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that, but before we dive into that, I'd love Mike to give us kind of a brief bio for himself there. Well, I'm pumped to be back on Well Played. I love Mr. Matera, and so glad you invited me. I'm Mike Washburn from Barrie. Ontario, Canada. It's almost as snowy here as I think it is in Wisconsin. We got so dumped on. We got dumped yeah. on this week. Yeah. No, it's rough. It's really bad. I shoveled the driveway like four times in the last 12 hours. Um, I am the head of curriculum and training for a company called Logics Academy. They are Canada's largest, most well-known STEM and robotics company. I do professional development, um, games-based learning, professional development and training, robotics training. do a lot of Minecraft training these days, uh, which is a lot of fun as well. I also host a, you know, a pretty popular podcast called On Education, uh, where uh, my co-host and I, uh, Glenn Irvin, um, talk to amazing educators like Michael Matera and uh, and kind of just generally talk about what's going on in the world of education. You should check that out. It is a great uh, podcast, so definitely. And you can get his podcast on almost any platform. So if you're a yeah. Spotify person, a Google person, an Apple person, it doesn't matter. If you just no. have to believe in having like electricity to be able to listen to it. That's You just got to have something to listen to it on, and you can just go ahead and do it anywhere you want. Even you know if you just say... Hey Alexa, play whatever. I'm not gonna do it because then I'll trigger everyone's <laughs> Like eight to, rooms will start play, playing it, so. which is actually kind of a strategy. But you know, I'm I'm saving you guys. I'm helping everyone. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, one little plug I have to give for Mike and why I just love having him on the show. Mike and I are cut from the same cloth in terms of games. We just we just love them. We love games and it's, it's fun to have you on chat. And so this topic here, Fortnite, I think is just, you are a perfect guest to have as we sort of dive into Fortnite for all. Uh, do you think there's some value here to sort of begin at right at the beginning there? So like, cause I know there's lots of people that listen to this podcast who aren't gamers themselves, who aren't video gamers, who aren't, you know, like right. the, they definitely know what Fortnite is, but maybe they've actually never loaded it up. They've never actually played it. They just know it's a popular shoot 'em up game mm -hmm. that students like. Should we sort of begin with a little brief intro? Well, yeah, and totally. And actually, the story of Fortnite in education goes back quite a ways to at least my um, interactions with it. So uh, there, there's some interesting backstory to to how everything has kind of come about to the point where, you know, this week it was a featured kind of thing at FETC in, in Miami. Um, so Fortnite is, is, a, is a game made by Epic Games. Epic Games is one of the largest video game companies in the world, powered by Unreal Engine, which is one of the most powerful used engines for designing video games. Um, it's incredibly popular. I mean, when it... When it actually, the funny thing is, when Fortnite first came out, it was it was a single player game, 
Um, and it didn't get like a huge amount of traction. It wasn't until they released the what they call the Battle Royale version of Fortnite that it became like this popular thing. Um, Battle Royale games are games where you 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 get um, Please, I mean, think Hunger Games because that's really kind of what it about Battle Royale is. They put you in this arena um, with a constantly shrinking zone of play, um, and you have to just be the the last person standing. Um, and and there are buildings and structures where there are are, are tools and weapons. Um, you can cut down the trees and build like um, you know little forts or or uh, a lot of like if you go and watch YouTubers playing Fortnite, they can build like scaffolds way up into the air to kind of just defend themselves. Um, and it's and it's a lot of fun. Um, so Fortnite became like this like just cultural phenomenon probably about what about two two years ago maybe yeah two and a half years ago it just became the thing and so almost ever and i mean the dances and like um you know there's a lot of a lot of folks that have become quite famous for playing fortnite folks like ninja who is a very popular kind of a streamer um so fortnite became like this giant um cultural thing almost like minecraft has become and um and it, it's it, it really turned into a, a special thing and and just recently in the last six to eight months they've released what they call fortnite creative it's a it's a mode in 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 fortnite that allows you to be put into like a sandbox kind of island and then you can build whatever you want um there are prefabricated kind of structures um, and you can you can even like take pieces off of prefabricated structures and copy them uh, to build other things and and you can build tons of great things and there are some great YouTube videos of people building um, uh, really neat things in Fortnite creative mode uh, so now they have this space where where you can just go into a world all by yourself and you're not shooting you're not fighting uh, necessarily anyways uh, and just build things um and because the graphic style is a little more it's cartoonish still um but a little more it's not voxel or, or blocky um like like you would consider minecraft so there is some some you know some detail to uh to the fortnite graphics so it makes it uh you know it makes it its own kind of thing yeah i think i mean if we're talking about like introducing people to sort of fortnite i mean you did a nice arc there of like it's humble beginnings to where it yeah. has reached now, but mining yeah. mining down on some of those concepts a little bit. Um, I think it's at least for this channel when we talk about gamification and game based learning. Some of the things I I take away from the story of Fortnite: one, it became truly popular when it shifted from a single player experience yes. into a multiplayer experience, and I think. When we talk about designing curriculum and designing experiences in our classrooms, we have such an advantage as education in the education field because we have students, like we have a multitude. So like we could harness that power of play in, in which player interaction is one of the best ways to sort of increase engagement in a game. And I think the mm -hmm. same same would hold true in terms of our lesson design if we if we do that. So that was one huge piece. 
And, then and one of the things, one of the things we see too is, is I mean, because we have students, we see right away what's popular, like what's catching with the kids, for lack of better words. And so we see like this, this thing that just explodes. And, and as I, I think if you want to like find out what's coming up, I mean, there's no better role to be in than being an educator in a classroom because you're, you're seeing what the kids are talking about. And all of a sudden you hear the word ninja and you're like, they're talking about a person and you're like, who is this? Yeah. And then you, you, you know, but you, you, you really stay in tune, especially if you're paying attention with what's going on. And everyone was all your kids were talking about Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, and again, though, I think like such great lessons for us to learn from as educators in terms of our own design, we can yeah. harness that multiplayer side of things. The other huge thing where Fortnite finds quick success is it is naturally iterative i mean like you a game doesn't last for forever and a day you're not talking no. about like oh i spent five hours playing fortnite you could spend five hours playing fortnite sure but actually each individual game yeah is 20 minutes 20 minutes tops minutes. i mean like you yeah. you might get out real quick cause yeah i mean yeah yeah if you're if you lose really you could be like 30 seconds in reality <laughs> yeah if you, uh, so, if you have some bad luck <laughs> this this concept of like bite size, I think that game harnessed sort of that what I'm gonna call that Netflix effect where mm. you know like you might end up watching TV on Netflix for two hours, but if somebody said at the beginning, do you want to watch a movie? I feel like our generation is like, no, I, I'm not up to watching a movie. Yet you'll still end up watching two hours worth of content. Sure. But this idea of committing to, to one thing for two hours is a little like, yeah, mm. yeah. but, but yeah, you'll watch four episodes of something. It's also got a bit of that one more turn thing. The civilization, the, yeah. the old civilization like, meme, right? Do, where just, it's just like, I just can play one more game, just one more game. And you end up playing like 10. Like, then, I, I mean, I've, I one more turned myself playing civilization to like some 3am, you know, nights. Right. Cause, cause you just, you just keep one more turning all night. Yeah, and then the other like concept that I, I we haven't really talked about is it is a hundred players like at a time, and that is like a set thing. It's a hundred, and the kind of cool thing then is at least was addictive a little bit to me. Even if I didn't win, with mm -hmm. it always being a hundred, you always had this like goal in mind, like oh the best I've ever done was like survive till like twenty, and then you're like yeah. all right one more time i'll spend 15 more minutes trying to see if i can get into the teens and then like one more time can i try to get into the like tens you know and then eventually like you said five hours later you've one more time it until like can i can i be the last guy standing exactly um, there's a pretty solid feedback loop there on but, motivation motivation and encouragement true but like one of the things i think about course design uh we we sometimes make things so incredibly slow and long-winded in education when in actuality, maybe making it quicker, mm -hmm. but allowing them to try over and over and over again. So instead of like breaking up the concept of writing a thesis statement into, I'm going to lecture to you about it, then we're going to yeah. whole class like process it, then we're going to whole class like practice one together, then, but like, oh my gosh, that arc's so slow as opposed to yeah, like, yeah. 
maybe just put it in play and they all write bad ones. And then we talk about the bad ones and then we like put it in play again and like, you know, write another bad one, but it's a bad one, but a little better bad one. That's an awesome takeaway, to be honest. I think that's great. Uh, There's definitely a lesson there for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, if you could, if, if you could, I've always said the closer we can get, you know, school to home in terms of the way that the, the kids are engaged at home um, and and the way their behavior is with the things that they're challenged with at home um, in terms of the fun things that they do and the things they want to do and they're willing to spend time to do. If we can get closer to that model, but at school, I, I think the better education would be. And I think you've nailed it like that, where that's a thing for sure. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of things we can take away from Fortnite. And you, you're going to have to remind me this person's name. You had tweeted out, not tweeted out, you put on Facebook probably yesterday, I think. Okay. Uh, TED Talk from a, a gentleman who you got yeah, to hang George, out with. Yeah, George, Jordan Shapiro. Amazing. Like, you guys should listen to this TED Talk. I watched it and thought yeah. it was phenomenal. But his major centerpiece here is one, we shouldn't fear this sort of change. But two, this idea that, like, that's so true. We pass judgment on like our current children's childhood and say like, ah, we shouldn't play these video games. We shouldn't do this. And we want to give them the wholesome experience we had. And his whole concept, and I loved it, is the wholesome experience that we held as our childhood was yeah. equally like not wholesome to our parents. Like our parents uh-huh. were like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing. And we're trying to like, we're always, every generation is trying to get the current generation. Of the exact same thing. It's like, oh, man. And I think about, like, Fortnite, and there are lots. I mean, I could sit here and tell you all sorts of game design choices that they've implemented that made that a success that we could implement into our course design and learn from. But instead, Uh we sit here and typically pass judgment, like, all these kids play Fortnite, and we don't. But we could learn from it. We could take from it. We could steal from it. We could use those design elements Uh in our course. And he um he has this really good bit in the book in the book that he wrote the new childhood where he talks about why he refused to buy his kid a cell phone, um and and how it, it's it was completely irrational. His his kids are texting and talking to each other on all of these other services, and, and so what was I stopping my child from doing by giving him a cell phone? I was literally just stopping him from calling me, because that's all that. The thing that the the only thing he couldn't do was call me, so I was actually doing it wasn't a good thing, right? Because right. Uh, you know calling me when in an emergency would be good, right? I would want to hear from my child, uh, but I had all of these irrational feelings that actually made no sense at all, um, and, and were just remnants of this type of behavior, where you know in the in the 30s it was parents thinking sandboxes were going to ruin kids childhood um because they were getting dirty and whatever and then in the 40s and 50s it was radio and then in the 60s and 70s it was TV and now in the in in these decades it's it's video games and we've always had irrational thoughts that that things were going to ruin kids childhoods and it's actually never actually been the case and in fact he would make the case and obviously because one of the things that Jordan Shapiro has that n- almost no one else has is Jordan is the one of the world's leading academics on this. So, I mean, if you're going to argue with Jordan Shapiro, you better be able to like bring yeah. it, please, yeah. because he will just annihilate you 
with the actual facts, I mean, you can't say, well, I feel like, you know, my kid is going to get in if I give the, and it's like, you can't. Well, you can say that. Is, you just, right, you just you can say it. lost. <laughs> right. It's not, it means nothing. Your, your anecdotal whatevers are, are doing nothing. And, but it was, a, it uh, was a great Ted talk. Everybody yeah, should no, listen really, to that. Um, absolutely brilliant. So, but I mean, going back to Fortnite. Um, yeah. One of the things that I, when I first played it, so th- kind of on this note, and it does tie in a little bit to his TED talk. Yeah. We as educators should try to occasionally <laughs> embrace the things that are culturally like exciting right now to students. And whether that's in this case, we're talking about playing a video game, but, but even Mm -hmm. if that means watching a popular like TV series that they're all watching so that you can Mm -hmm. kind of connect and better understand their world, I think is a worthwhile thing to do. And, and Fortnite was a perfect example of something that we could have all done and we still can because it's free. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, about a year and a half ago did that. I downloaded Fortnite and played it for a couple of weeks. Um, and it was it was fascinating to to one to connect to the students and like chat yeah. about that and use the Talk same it. language and understand what the what the storm means and you know like oof. Uh, but then I gotta tell you, once you start to understand that world a little bit, it's exciting to like truly then apply some of that design to your class and kids get it. You know, like I think the storm yeah. was an was a genius idea in Fortnite. Uh, to sort of force conflict. So for those of you that don't know the storm, it's this like shrinking of the map. So you start and you got the whole map, but eventually like people are just going to sort of build these structures, turtle off to the sides and like survive because no one finds them in the corner. But the map shrinks. The map's like, all right, in like 30 seconds, you need to be in this portion of the map. And now you have to abandon that little fort you made and you have to like run over there. And, uh, and then again, after so much time, it'll, do it again and they'll do it again until yeah. eventually you are in the size of a boxing ring and like you got to survive that's it i um there were not a lot but there were enough ga- like games based learning video game and education type folks um that were that were against fortnite as well that was surprising to me because of how you know, we're, we continue to try to push kind of the envelope a little bit on what games can be used in class and, and, and how, and for what purpose and to what end. Um, and, and they weren't seeing it, uh, which was surprising to me, but, uh, it, it, it's definitely become, I think for the creative mode, when they launched that, it became, um, a little more, uh, some folks became a little more open to the possibility of using Fortnite in school, but definitely, I mean, we have a responsibility to, as educators, in my mind, to know what our kids are, 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 are into, are interested in and trying to, uh, um, you know, create learning experiences that will engage them in, in those ways on almost every slide deck that I build related to especially to video games and education there's almost always a slide it's almost always the end and it says some form of go play games yeah oh just uh, yeah. like and it's literally the last uh, yeah. thing on at FETC the 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 um Steve Isaacs and I did a and it was so fun I I pinched myself when I 
believe can't believe that I did a session. We did a session literally on the history of esports. It was like talking about the past and the present and the future of esports. And it was literally Steve and I talking about video games. But the point we were making was that this is it's not only what I talked about when I was growing up, but it's what your students are talking about, too. And so the last slide, again, big blue letters. And that was the only thing on the slide was go play games. The point being just there, there's nothing for you to be afraid of. Go play a video game, please. Anyone who's listening who's never played Minecraft or Fortnite, go play Fortnite. Go play Minecraft. Understand why your kids are into this stuff. And I'm almost convinced that you will see, you know, what we're seeing too. I when I do these Minecraft PD sessions, uh, there's always non-believers in the room. There's always people in the room that just don't get it, or who have never played. Um, a video game or Minecraft before, and I say, listen, I might not get you right away, and I might not get you before lunch, but by the time we're done here today, you're going to leave being absolutely convinced of the power of this. Sure. I, I and it, it's it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different touch point, a different piece that gets them, whether it's the building or just the fun of it, or whether it's the accessibility in the multiplayer. Or whether it's, you know, uh, it's almost always like if I get those hardcore folks who just aren't like buying in yet, uh, it's always like assessment and like the assessment tools or immersive reader in Minecraft, for example. There's always something. Eventually, I get everyone. And I think it's the same with Fortnite. You're going to see it. I'm telling you, you're going to see it where you're not convinced now maybe about Fortnite and education. But give me a year, friends, and and we're, we're going to have you. It's going to be awesome. I like your point, though, about, and and maybe this is a good spot for me to also put this disclaimer out there, you know, there's something to be said about, like, class time, school time, incredibly valuable, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I give a nod to any teacher that takes a reflective moment before adding anything, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. Fortnite or gamification or project-based learning, whatever the thing is that you're adding, I give it to you that you know you you have to be very careful. You have to safeguard those minutes with your students and make them the most oh, valuable. Yeah. And and you know in the end, if Fortnite doesn't make the cut for you, that's fine. But what I hope you leave this conversation with is it is still very valuable and important for you to connect with the pulse of where the where the students are at. And if that means okay. using some of your weekend time to play Fortnite so that you can better understand it, or as I said too. Maybe if you're doing gamification, learn from some of those elements and try to apply them. So maybe you're not directly playing Fortnite in class or using Fortnite Creative, but you are at least using that that cultural touchstone in your class, even if it's tangentially, but it can make a huge impact. And Jordan even talks about playing with his kids, right? So like... If you have kids and you also want to learn, you know, what your kids are into, but also then what your students are into, play, play games with your kids. 
it, it gives you a great opportunity to bond with them, to, you know, to spend time with them. Um, you know, I summarily dismiss the idea that, you know, the only valuable time you can spend with your family is, you know, by going outside or going on a hike or something like that. I mean, this is my son. If I had to ask my 11 year old son what he would like to do with me, if we got to spend some quality time together, uh, he'd say, can we play World of Warcraft together? Or we can, can we play Minecraft together or something? Or can we do a stream? Cause we do streaming every once in a while. Can we put a video up on YouTube together? That's what he wants to do with me. Um, uh, and, and it gives me a chance to, to do that. So, um, you know, I, yes, just go play games, people. You'll 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 see it. Yeah, and I I have to give a plug for my super duper big passion, and that is non-video games, but more the board totally. games, card games. Like same thing. Like go play those games, build those yeah. relationships with the people around you. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's so worth it. And again, even if it isn't a direct use in your profession, even if it is not, yeah. we are going to do a project around this board game. It's these are just priceless moments uh, with, I, with your own children and 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 friends and family and. One hundred percent. Board games are amazing. Uh, I care. It's funny actually. At FETC, I carried a board game around with me for a good couple hours one night because we weren't sure whether we were going to get a chance to play. So I'm literally the dude walking around with a board game under his arm, going, yeah. "Okay, where 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 where's the game happening? What are we doing? I got Splendor here. Let's go." Good it was game. pretty. It was it was pretty funny. Um, the uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention uh, about this was the disclaimer that even though we're talking about Fortnite and Minecraft and all of that stuff, um, I, I totally agree that it's critical to use the best tool for the job. Mm -hmm. So don't try to shoehorn games into things that you you don't see it, but you feel like. Well, Mike says I should be playing Minecraft, or Mike yeah. says I should be doing Fortnite, so I got to find Fortnite in here or whatever. Use the best tool for your students in your school in your situation, and and that can be whatever that is. It doesn't, it, no matter what it is, use the best methods and pedagogy. Use the best things you can use for the job you got to do. Always. I'm gonna follow that up with. Almost a counterpoint, though. <laughs> Do it. Uh, and, and it's only because sometimes we get into this language of, like, my disclaimer that, you know, you have to safeguard your time. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. It. But at the same time, we can't lose sight of the fact that, like, we are educators dedicated to lifelong learning, which means yeah. we have to give ourselves the grace of you have to start a new pedagogy somewhere. And I that like somewhere it. might not be the optimal thing. And, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Because okay. if I was to roll out Minecraft or whatever tomorrow, and I haven't done that in the classroom for a while, like it probably isn't the best tool for me tomorrow, you know, mm. like, but the hope is that I'm investing in learning and growing, right? Like, like a teaching yeah, hospital, yeah. like, right. You know, like you got to give that grace. It's an investment for the future. I'm going to be better with it. And I see its value once you master it, but like, yeah. I'm not at mastery level yet. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I should, yes, my keynote is literally about that. So so about, you know, um, taking risks and not being afraid. Um, so so you should totally please also, um, uh, you know, be adventurous, uh, you know, in what you're what you're looking at and, and how you're doing it, because I, I think you'll find 
um, especially with um, with some of these games um, that you'll you'll find unexpected results and, and pretty interesting things happening in your class. So, Mike, that brings us to sort of our reflection time here at the end. And we have a quote that I think perfectly ties into what we've said. But if you could sort of spin me a little bit about how Mr. Rogers' quote, play is the work of childhood, uh, how does that fit into what we're talking about and us as teachers? How do I spin play is the work of childhood as if it's... Well... Listen, this is a, an exciting, exciting time to be in education. I think 2020 and the 20s, I can't believe I'm saying the 20s like it's, you know, 2020, but um, it's an exciting time. This is going to be an amazing decade for play, I think, uh, and for games. Uh, and we're seeing um, we're seeing these spaces come alive with opportunity and um you know, I, I said something at FETC this week um, that that was, uh, you know, right from my heart. And as someone that was a, a nerd growing up and, and a kid that didn't have, uh, you know, what do they call it? Like an affinity space of his own, um, you know, as I was growing older, um, that, you know, in schools, there's always been, you know, uh, football players that, that were together and hanging out. And there was always, you know, the basketball team and the hockey in my school, the hockey team was like the big thing. Right. And all the people that hung out with those guys and 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 then, you know, band even had their own like groups. But there was no um, affinity space. There was no group that that was for gamers to feel comfortable. And I think that you're going to see um you know that 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 gamers are now being accepted at schools and it's not just in like this uh, those are the nerdy kids over there in the corner it's that this is like a, a real thing that's happening uh and it's you know man it's an exciting time to be alive that's fantastic for me it's just really reinforcing this idea that it is worthwhile right that it's it isn't the cherry on the top. It is the work of childhood. You know, like they are learning so yeah. many skills, direct skills as well as indirect skills. Uh, so, you know, we are making kids feel very conflicted when we sort of are condescending towards games because it's true. there's such a value there. Uh, and I think we have to be cautious as adults when we are quick to sort of make fun of games gamers the amount kids play games like even when there was yeah. that water bottle flipping thing and everybody would just drone on about how like that's ridiculous and kids do it all the time and blah blah I, i'd argue that was a bit of a cry not for help but like yes we are the gamer generation and literally they they want to be challenged and thinking about that challenge and trying a challenge at all points. So you're right. When they have five minutes to spare, they grab the water bottle and flip it. But instead of us making fun of that, let's recognize the fact that like we have a group, an entire generation that loves challenge, you know? Yes. So let's, let's harness that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming on the show again. Always love chatting with you. I love doing this anytime. And everyone else, thank you so much for being part of the well-played community. Absolutely love having you listen to each and every week. And if you want to comment on this show, again, it's episode 146, and you'll have uh, that up on the YouTube channel. So you can go there, post comments, and I, I would love to hear from you there. 
I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and play on.